0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more
1: John Chuckery. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. <laughs> Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chukri Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Friday evening. 4047410929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey, Appside catch us on the go. Social media at 92.9 The Game. At jmch316, at underscore Dylan Matthews on our personal Twitter pages. Got to take it to 8.30 tonight. Hawks and Jazz coming up at the bottom of the hour. They uh, look to, uh, you know, win back-to-back games here. And, um... 830, t- or 8.30 pregame, 9 o'clock tip. Steve Holman, Mike uh, Mike Connie will have the call with uh, all of that. Um, uh, let me say something here before I get into this next topic, too, by the way. That I-, I thought it would go without saying, but I guess I have to explain this, too. That you can't draft bums wherever you draft. Okay? Like, you can't, you know... The difference between Joe Burrow and Akili Smith, who were, what, the pick number one and the pick number two in the entire draft? Like, you, you can't draft bums. You know, when you draft Tack McKinley or when you draft A'Keeley Smith or when you draft guys like that that can't play in the league, then you set your franchise back even more. Obviously, it's based upon guys that are high-caliber players. But winning football happens in the same three places. Your quarterback, offensive line, defensive line. And you will never be a good franchise until you draft those guys that make an impact because you can't spend your way to through free agency. There's not enough money in the world to be able to have a – Quarterback, five offensive linemen, five defensive linemen, all on free agent contracts that are high-caliber players. You have to draft those guys. That's why I wish I could just, I, I, in all honesty, I, I would like to talk to Jeffrey Chadia. I'd probably get just ticked off at some point. And not personal against him. It's just, again, there isn't a third, fourth way to skin a cat. You have your guys, and you draft your guys, you draft the top-tier guys, you draft guys that are first-round caliber talent for this very reason. All right, so Max Freed is going to arbitration. They couldn't settle on a deal. Max Fried is asking for $15 million from the Braves this year. The Braves countered with $13.5 million. Now, Freed won his arbitration last year of $6.85 million. So that's not quite three times as much. It's more than double, but not quite three times as much as, you know, year over year. The Braves were asking for 6.6. He got a 685. I'll be willing to guarantee you that he's going to get his 15. Is Max Freed about to become Dansby and Freddie Freeman? Is Max Freed going to be the guy that leaves next? And while you can replace probably first baseman, maybe we'll see how they replace shortstop. I don't know how you easily replace the best left-hander in baseball. Now, Max Freeman's here this year. This is the year of our Lord, 2023, right, Dylan? Okay. Max Freed goes into his final year, and it's an arbitration year unless they get something done. He goes into his final year, and he can walk after the World Series next year. Do you think that the Braves will pony up? Because at some point, not everybody's going to play for free. Not everybody's going to take a cheap hometown deal. And especially with starting pitching today. Right? Like, a lot of the guys that have the top average annual value are starting pitching. Because it's not easy to replace, I don't know, the best left-hander in baseball. Those guys don't grow on trees. And Max Fried has shown himself to be that in today's game. He's the best left-hander in today's game. He's as consistent as it gets. He was 14 and 7 last year. He went uh with a he went with a uh, he had a 2.48 ERA. You know, he's a 180 strikeout pitcher, so he gets outs without contact. But I really wonder if they were going, because it's going to cost some money. I mean, look, when you talk about giving Max Fried an extension, he ain't playing for 685, he ain't playing for 15 million a year. That's his arbitration number. When he signs a free agent contract or re ups with the Braves, he ain't getting 15 million a year. He's gonna get 20, 25, 30 million a year. You know why? Because that's what free agency is, right? That's what free agency is. And even more than Freddie, you know, with all due respect, okay, you can replace a first baseman easier than you can replace the best left hander in baseball. Even if Freddie is the number one first baseman in baseball, it's easier to find guys like that who produce than find the best left-handed starter in baseball. Those guys don't grow on track. And I wonder whether or not the Braves are going to be willing to break him off for a contract. Now, they've given Charlie Morton $20 million this year. So if it's a one- or two-year deal, it feels like that they are willing to spend some money. But this will be the first real test for how they value pitching. We we know how they value defense and things like that, but this will be the first real test as to how they value starting pitching. Because those guys are not easy to find. And look, Morton is maybe next year's his last year. I, I, I can't imagine he's got more than a year or two. And it'll come down to Kyle Wright. Let me ask you. You think Kyle Wright will have the same type of season that he had this past year? And I'm not saying Kyle Wright is going to fall off the deck of the Titanic or anything like that. But in an era of guys who don't win a lot of games, you had a guy that was 21-5 and with 174 strikeouts. Could it be expected that there could be some kind of slight regression? I mean, even Max is fourteen and seven in the same number of starts. I mean, and you know it's always run support and different things like that when you when you you know talk about starters' record. But twenty-one and five with an ERA slightly below three or slightly above three, I should say, twenty-one and five with an ERA slightly above three with one hundred and seventy-four strikeouts in one hundred and eighty innings. You know, we don't have the same body of work that you know Kyle Wright you know, Max Freed have. I mean, Max Freed has got at least a body of work. We don't have the same body of work to see what Kyle Wright's going to be. But, you know, you can hope that Ian Anderson gets it figured out. You can hope that Mike Soroka figures it all out. You know, if that's your backup plans for Max Freed, me, I'd rather have the comfort to know that I've got the best left-hander locked up for years to come. And, yes, he's going to be 29 – well, actually, when he gets to be – if he gets to free agency, he's going to be 30 years old. Um, You think Max Freed is above 30 years old? Do, Matt, you mean Max – did you mean Max Scherzer? Or Max Scherzer, say? I should say. Max Scherzer. Is he, yeah, above, he... about 30? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, he's oh, yeah. he's, he's really like 38? Yeah, yeah I about to say he's pushing 40. He ain't oh, pushing okay. P. He's pushing 40. Okay. Yeah. What's he making, $45 million a year? Yeah. Okay. What's Jacob DeGrom getting? He's got to be above 30. Oh, he's like 33? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What's he getting, like $40 million a year? hmm Those guys cost you money. They don't play for hometown discounts. They don't play for arbitration numbers and things like that. So I'm going to be fascinated because I've been talking about this for a while now. That, you know, you certainly are going to have to live in a year or two without Charlie Morton. And again, he's done some good things here, but... You know, that was the natural, you know, uh, attrition of just him being older and, you know, he's almost 40 years old and still had 205 strikeouts for the Braves and still led them in strikeouts, 205 strikeouts and 172 innings. But you better hope that if Max Fried isn't here, that Ian Anderson figures it out, Mike Soroka bounces back. That's a lot of what-ifs. That's a load of what-ifs and hopes and dreams. Me, the Braves talked about being a top-five payroll, going in the luxury tax, whatever like that. Well, I ain't letting Max Freed. If it's me, I ain't letting Max Freed walk. I'm not not letting Max Freed walk out of this building. Somebody's going to have to come up with the most stupid, ridiculous offer in the history of contracts before I give up Max Fried. Like somebody's going to have to make him, I, I don't know, something close to like the highest paid player of all time before I just let him walk out of the building. Those are the guys that are hard to find. Those are the guys that are really tough to replace. And yes, they've got Wright, they've got Strider, you hope Anderson, you hope. Soroka and, you know, Hope and all this kind of stuff. But I know what Max Freed is. And Max Freed's the best left-hander in baseball. A guy who can spin it and win a bunch of games and have an ERA below three and still get plenty of outs without contact. And he doesn't give up very many homers and he doesn't walk very many guys. He had 32 guys that he walked in 185 in the third inning. That's how he had a five five 5.31 strikeout-to-walk ratio. And he only gave up 12 homers in the most homer-happy era of Major League Baseball, right? He gave up 12 homers in 185 innings. Kyle Wright gave up 19 homers in less innings. Charlie Morton gave up 12 homers in even less innings than Kyle Wright. So I'm going to be curious that to see if they break off Max Fried and he's the guy that really gets paid that maybe they're holding back their you know available payroll and they're going to make him the real high priced guy but I don't know that they are going to do that I don't have the sense that Alex Anthopoulos is going to overpay for pitching and they will kind of hope for the best I'm going to wrap things up when we get back I'll hand it off to Hawks basketball here in just a few minutes Truck the Nakia Studios, Sports Radio, 910 on the game, Odyssey.com app.
0: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Back to more John Chuckery. No, no. now I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, the game.
1: Getting ready to close up shop here on the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios for just a few more minutes. We get to the bottom of the hour. We'll hand it off to Hawks basketball as uh, the Hawks are in Utah. Steve Holman, Mike uh, Mike Connie will have the call with pregame, the actual game, postgame, halftime, everything to get you ready. And, um, you know, look, we'll see if the, the Hawks, I, I do think that this is going to be a swing game, excuse me, for the Atlanta Hawks tonight. I mean, if they can win this game, things set themselves up no matter what happens tomorrow night? Because I don't think the Hawks are going to win tomorrow night. I, I just, again, playing in Denver with the hottest team in the Western Conference, and I just – I don't see that that – I don't think that's a very good matchup at all. Like, there's nothing about tomorrow night's matchup that inspires me at all. I mean, look, that's why you play the games and you roll the basketball out there and you see what happens. But if I'm a betting man, I, I'm not taking the Hawks on a, on a back-to-back in Denver, which, again – Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to what Sam Mitchell told me about that being the toughest thing to do in the NBA. And he played, he coached, he was coach of the year. I'll, I'll honor his opinion about what, what that is. So if they can win tonight, you can certainly win on Tuesday in new Orleans. And this becomes a really successful road trip at this point. And look, Hawks need every win that they can get, right? I mean, Right now, they they need every win that they can accumulate. So, you know, the schedule is, you know, certainly dwindling down very fast. Um, You know, the Hawks will be back home on um, Thursday. So they play the Suns on Thursday. Then they play the Spurs on Saturday before they hit the road starting next week. But got a couple of home games. I'm sure it will be very good to get home. Um, You know, be good to get home and, You know, get maybe a couple of victories under your belt. Um, The team that you just blew out by whatever, 32, 33 points or whatever, (coughs) they're coming to your building now, so they're coming west to east, and you just club them and their building. So you should feel pretty good about yourself if you can get a W tonight. So, and look, it's it's a situation where, you know, the Hawks have kind of dug themselves this hole, you know, where maybe not at the same point that we were last year, although I guess record-wise we're – Pretty much at the same same point, but maybe they haven't dug themselves as deep a hole or anything like that. Um, they are sitting in the eighth seed right now, so maybe they haven't dug themselves the same kind of hole. But you certainly you know expect them. You certainly expected them to be a little bit higher up uh, in this thing. And right now, they're still two and a half games just even out of the seven seed, three and a half out of the six seed, two and a half out of the seven seed. So they got some work to do. They they got some work that's that's ahead of them. So, you know, we'll see what uh, what happens at uh, tonight and then, you know, whatever happens tomorrow and then get rather uh get ready for um uh, Tuesday. So, uh we'll be back on Monday night as uh we'll have a full show and then uh I'll be with the uh, Steakhouse on Tuesday. So, it'll be me and uh me and Steak Shapiro on Tuesday. So, that should always be fun. That's that's always a good time uh when we get together with everything. So, uh, we are watching SmackDown. I was curious to see what the fallout from, you know, the end of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view uh, was going to be. I've kind of just caught glimpses of this, and right now this has been Imperium versus uh, Braun Strowman and uh, Ricochet. So not been not been much of a of a match. But I was I was just kind of curious to see about what the fallout would be because the end of the Royal Rumble was such a good pay-per-view ending. I mean that was that was truly one of the better endings all time in a pay-per-view that I've seen from the WWE. I mean that was that was the, the whole pay-per-view I thought was really good all the way around, but certainly when you know Sammy hit Roman with that chair and 51,000 people were on their feet and that was an Austin-level pop and you know that was the moment we were all waiting for, right? That was the moment that everybody was waiting for to see Roman get smacked around like that. And I wonder what direction they're going to go now. Like I said the other night, they they kind of have a quandary because, yes, Cody, I mean, cut a great promo on Monday. He's obviously over. It's a babyface territory. You expect him to go into WrestleMania. I expect him to win, you know, both belts from Roman. I expect him to pin Roman Reigns and, you know, set that all up and, and him, you know, go, go with a run for the, with the championship. But what do you do with Sammy now? You know, they've only got one pay-per-view. They've only got Elimination Chamber before you get to WrestleMania. And if WrestleMania is the Usos versus Kevin Owens versus uh, – or Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos, at some point you got to have Sammy. you got to have Sammy stare down – Uh, Roman Reigns, you got to get those two in the ring somehow with, with all of it. I don't know if you put Sammy over, but you certainly got to get those two guys in the ring. So we'll see. I've been very curious to see what the, what the fallout from all of this kind of stuff is going to be. And uh, you know, like I said, they only got the one pay-per-view that, uh, because the uh, WrestleMania event is the first and first couple of days of April. Uh, So it's just elimination chamber between now and then, between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. And uh, there's a lot that they have to try to figure out. And I don't know if you want to give away all of your best angles on free TV, right? Back in the old days, that was a sin to not make people pay for the tickets or pay for pay-per-views and stuff like that. But I guess with the Peacock Network now, it's really not that big of a deal. But um, certainly, you know, certainly you figure that it's got to be Sammy and Roman at some point staring down each other. I mean, they got to, I mean, certainly can't just wait till WrestleMania and do the tag team matchup. And uh, I think that Braun Strowman and uh, Ricochet just won the chance for the, you know, for a chance to um, wrestle for the tag team titles. So I would figure that the Usos will hold it through WrestleMania, but that's, this, that's the most likely WrestleMania match. And we don't, there, there's really not plans for The Rock. There's really not plans for Austin right now and certainly Roman and Cody will close out night two of the uh, pay-per-view of WrestleMania, uh, and certainly it's got to be Cody celebrating, you know, winning the two titles. I don't know that they'll have Roman wrestle. Like, he could, obviously, you know, if they could set something up that he would wrestle Sami Zayn, and it was on night number one, and, you know, he goes into night number two and then loses to Cody. Maybe he could do something like that, but as of right now, the plans have been that it's going to be the Usos versus Sami and Kevin in a tag team match at uh, WrestleMania. All right. We got to get out of here. Hawks basketball coming up next first, before we get out of here though, let me let you listen to what is the greatest opening lyric in all of music history.
0: Looking back
1: all right. Hawks basketball coming up here in just a minute. We will be back on Monday for a full show. We'll see what the Hawks do. Obviously they, uh, They've got the game tonight, game tomorrow, and then uh, you know they'll regroup on Tuesday for the last of that five-game road trip. So, all right, we gotta get out of here for Dylan. It's Chuckry. We'll see you AMF.
0: Looks like another love TKO. Just think about it, girl.